This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. What is up? It is Wednesday night, and that means it's time for another brand new edition of the Kicking Out Podcast on uh, June 22nd, 2022. Yes, Chef, I see my title behind your head. Just want to make sure we started all right. Yes, no Tanner Lee joining us tonight. Uh, he had some stuff to take care of. So just Shep and I, which is fine because tonight we are making predictions for Forbidden Door and he's not involved in this anyway. So it's down to you and I. Yeah, we, we didn't need a moderator. They, exactly, exactly. This isn't going to get too heated or, you know, we're not going to throw chairs at each other, flip tables over. I won't throw you in the lake. Oh, Okay. All right. That already happened to me once. Let's not do it again. <laughs> Although I tried, I tried to say the loser between you and I goes in the lake and you said, well, I can't swim. So I guess I can't do that to you. Yeah, I look goofy in a life jacket. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to our predictions, let's run down dynamite real quick. Uh, it started out hot. Brian Danielson came out letting everyone know while he was looking forward to AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. He is unfortunately not medically cleared to compete in either event. He does promise that because he is a judgmental prick, like Eddie Kingston says, he has handpicked a replacement that will astound everyone when he gets to AEW, and he promises that nobody will be let down. Zack Sabre Jr. did briefly appear to have a brief stare down with the man he would have faced at Forbidden Door. And what'd you think of that? I thought uh, Danielson cut a hell of a promo. Um, there was a little bit of me that wanted him since he made the, the heel comment. I came out the heels door. There's a little, there's a little bit, there's a little bit, a little bit of it's going to be me. I'm just messing with you guys because I can do that uh, because I'm the best in the world. I'm the best technical wrestler, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. I mean, that's a, that's a dream match that we're going to have to wait to see, which I think eventually we'll see it. Um, so, so it starts off kind of, I felt the show started off really kind of on a negative point, but they give us a cliffhanger saying I handpicked this guy and I'm not going to tell you until Sunday. Exactly. So I have a, a few ideas of who his replacement will be, and we'll get to that when we do our predictions. 
Uh, but up next, we go backstage as Moxley cuts a promo. He said this Sunday it will be all business between him and Tanahashi. Again, I don't know what was a better promo, Danielson's or Mox. <laughs> Mox. They're, they're both good. I know Mox gets a lot of, of uh, stuff online, but I, I don't see it. I think he talks amazing. Um, and I thought, yeah, I was I was ready for that main event match at 15 minutes into the show. So he did his job. It was a great, great promo. Yep. Uh, up next, we get our first match of the night. The United Empire, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and Will Ospreay against Orange Cassidy and Rapungi Vice, Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Um, a lot of uh, interesting spots in this match. It was little more back and forth than I expected it to be. And uh, the the end of the match really got me because I did not expect Cassidy and Rapunky Vice to pick up the win here. Uh, I didn't either. In fact, I haven't been the biggest Orange Cassidy fan in the past. Um, of course, when I started uh, hanging out with you guys doing this, he was on the shelf. So we really I've never really had to talk much about him. But going into this match, I was kind of like, whatever he kind of he kind of turned me a little bit tonight i was really impressed the way he worked with uh osprey um the aussie open guys i, I honestly i do follow some new japan i don't i haven't seen a lot of them those guys were good <laughs> hard hitting big dudes and they did awesome um so yeah i was five six minutes in the match and then at the end of, like you said it i was shocked that they went over but uh, Orange Cassidy got some uh, points tonight, um, but Osprey is still awesome. One of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah you know, and uh, I kind of touched on this last week. It's amazing that, you know, the guys wrestling 45 minutes up the road from us almost every month, and then now he's on Dynamite, too. Yeah, yeah, and, and he did a a show over the weekend in GCW that I mean, I don't know how many people are in there, but you couldn't fit another one and you couldn't get around the ring. They were that jammed in there and he put on a heck of a show. I, I think I texted you and Tanner about it. He, he wrestled a 17 year old kid, Nick Wayne, who's got a, a AEW contract. And I mean, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so now, now actually, after what happened tonight, I, I'm really looking forward to this match on Sunday. If if oh. Orange can perform that way, they they could steal they could steal this show. That, that is, there's a possibility of them doing that. All right. Uh, after the match, Jeff Cobb and Great Hokan Okan come out and attempt to jump Orange Cassidy and Rapunky Vice, but FTR come out to make the sides even and the bad guys think the better of it. Yeah. I think a good spot here. Um, hyping the, uh, triple threat, uh, tag match on, on Sunday, which, um, I follow, I've watched a lot of Jeff Cobb, um, uh, in ROH and then ROH, you know, he obviously went over to new Japan. He's, he's a talented, talented guy, big guy. Um, I, this, this is maybe, I know this is a big card, but I'm more excited about this match just because of the way I've uh, followed and, and really got hooked on FTR over the last 60 days. 
<laughs> Just 60 days, huh? Maybe 90. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Christian Cage makes his way to the ring and reveals that uh, his turning on Jungle Boy was a year in the making ever since uh, Jungle Boy tossed him out of the Casino Battle Royale match, which we've talked highly about on this show that that was going to be the reason that Christian turned on him. Uh, he also argued that uh, fans cheering him getting eliminated made it worse. Christian makes fun of the fact that Jungle Boy's father has passed away after footage was playing with him getting into a verbal confrontation with the sister and mother of Jungle Boy last week. Luchasaurus comes out and Christian Cage tries to reason with him, mentioning what happened to Marco Stunt as they leave together. What happened to Marco Stunt? He went on The Voice and then his contract ended? Yeah, Marco Stunt is somewhere. Yeah. uh, I thought Christian had to work extra hard tonight to get more heat. Um, I mean, he had some heat coming out because of of what he did to Jungle Boy, but, like, I felt like he didn't get some of the the big heat until he he went personal about, obviously, Jungle Boy's father, Luke Perry. So – I mean, I feel like he struggled a little bit, and I'm a huge Tony Schiavone fan from back in the day. But I felt he was out of play. Like I, I, those two did not connect very well in this this segment. I didn't feel like they were back and forth, back and forth. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge Tony Schiavone fan, but uh, I I didn't I don't know. I could have I could have went without this segment tonight. Obviously, we get the little. He talks Jungle Boy uh, or uh, Luchasaurus off the ledge, and then as they're walking away, his back's turning. He gives that little smirk, like I got him. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, I wasn't wasn't a big fan. Okay, so I'm going to ask because I've seen multiple tweets about this. I want your input. This was the tweet before MJF. There was Christian Cage. To me. The promo MJF cut and the promo Christian cut tonight were not on the same level. No, no, not not even close. And, and the difference being is MJF didn't have to get personal when you talk about a, a family member. As personal as MJF got is he called Tony Connor Mark. It's about as personal as he got. Yeah. Um, to, to get the – and I don't even think after he brought up the death of Jungle Boy's dad, I don't think he got the same amount of heat that MJF got. No. Even when he went, you know, and called everybody, all the internet wrestling fans idiots, it still didn't really do anything. Yeah. And, you know, he, he tried to get Milwaukee's fans – I don't know. He called them losers like like six times in the first two or three minutes. And then he called them poor and – he made the comment uh, about coming to their work. So, yeah, it, it was okay, but it, it wasn't even close to MJF, in my opinion. It was a Christian Cage promo, um, which, I mean, that's really all I can say about it is it was a Christian Cage promo. And not that not that Christian is bad, but... No. It just, it, I don't know, it just didn't work for me tonight. And I don't know if it was his... The, the fumbling of back and forth with him and Tony. Um, but, yeah, it, it – I mean, I'm sure we're going to get a 
maybe we'll, we'll get something announced on on Rampage uh, at Blood and Guts between the two of them, or we'll get a confrontation between them at, at Blood and Guts. But yeah. yeah. Uh, up next, uh, we go backstage for the Cutler Cam as the Young Bucks announce that they will be paired with Bullet Club for one night only at Forbidden Door against Sting, Darby Allen, and his cronies. <laughs> I was kind of thinking right off the bat, like, cronies. Who's going to be with those two guys? Um, I didn't be in with the Young Bucks going back to the Bullet Club one more, one last time. I kind of thought we get two random AEW guys, um, but we get kind of random uh, New Japan guys, which uh, I don't know much about those guys. I've seen a couple of their stuff. I think it'll be, I think it'll be full of high spots. I saw and see. Here's where I was hoping it was going to go. Is I saw a picture of Sting and Darby with Hookhausen. See, I think that would be fun. The four of them together. Uh, for yeah. one night only. I don't know if Danhausen, because I don't know how we we haven't seen him anything but a squash since he's been back from his injury. So for him to go out and do a fifteen to eighteen minute match with a bunch of high spots, now nah, I don't know about that. And then as green as Hook is. I mean, as over as Hook is is awesome, but as green as Hook is in a in a match with the Bucks and Darby with you know high spot Kings, and you're and that's pushing. I feel like, but again, right. super entertaining. I'd be Hook. Don't no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to watch that. I just in, on on paper or or in reality, I would say it would be a little bit of a stretch. All right. Up next is uh, the All-Atlantic Championship qualifying match between Penta and Malachi Black. Um, Malachi Black pulled off the victory to uh, move on to the final four. Penta's had a bad five days. Yeah. yeah. Lost his uh, mask versus mask match at AAA over the weekend, so he's in the double elimination come in October, which shocked me. I don't follow a lot of AAA, but AEW guys I like to follow over there. And um, then I don't know. What would that match go? Eight, nine minutes? Yeah, maybe? something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I just almost felt like he's been buried the last 10 days, but um, I, I kind of figured you're not going to have Penta and um, Pack in, the, in, in that match. So you kind of figured it was Malachi, which. I really, I got Malachi, Pack, Miro, and uh, Ishi. So <laughs> three X WWE guys in Ishi. <laughs> Come on, but I think it'll be an entertaining match. Absolutely, it will be. Uh, up next, we get a Wardlow vignette, and Wardlow states he still wants to be TNT champion. And I think it will be. Just it's a matter of when. Um, yeah, they they got a f- his his uh, push uh, right now was was really good, and then we focused after Double or Nothing. We focused on Forbidden Door, which he get he doesn't fit into that. So 
I kind of like a little vignette tonight because we we gotta we gotta keep him going. We gotta keep his name out there, but he just doesn't fit into this weekend. No, he does not. Unfortunately. Uh up next was Hangman Adam Page versus Silas Young. I was stoked for this when I saw that Silas was going to be on AEW. Yeah, yeah, I was. I've been a Silas fan, uh, obviously from the Ring of Honor days, and he does a lot of independence here in the in the Midwest. Um, just like his style, you know. Oh yeah, uh, old school. Um, I think that's where he gets that. You know, the real, uh, the last real man. Um, so, uh, no, I, I like him. I've always watched him in, in Ring of Honor. And uh, for, I remember a young hangman and him had some some uh, hellacious feuds in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of neat to, to, to bring him back, and it was a darn good match. Yeah, and uh, hangman picks up the victory. Uh, kind of figured that's how it was going to go, unfortunately. Nothing against Silas. It's just... I kind of had a feeling of what they were setting up. Um, I didn't think it was going to be to the extent that it went to, but I, I figured that, you know, we were going to get something with Hangman, Jay, and Cole. Yeah. But that changed a little bit down there. <laughs> a little bit towards yeah. the end. Yeah, Which well, we let's. That, but we got a little extra. Right. So, uh, yeah, after that match, Cole tried to badmouth Paige, but was immediately cut off by Jay White. White once again revealed that he would not be defending his title against Paige or Cole, stated that uh, Cole has lost twice to Paige, so therefore he doesn't deserve to face him. Uh, Paige started brawling with White. Adam Cole jumped in, although he briefly teased cracking Jay White with the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. They ultimately ended up continuing to double team page finally okada made his presence felt evening the odds although switchblade was able to get away before being hit with the rainmaker uh, well, I, I thought the aew crowd responded well oh yeah that uh, music hit they popped that music hit and they knew it which um which i liked um and watching this whole segment i was afraid that we were going to get a tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was afraid of that. The way so, like, Hangman and Okada kept looking at each other, I'm like, yeah. all right, it's going to turn into a tag match now. Don't be wrong. I think that'd be a good match between the four of them, but I, I don't want to see a tag match on a pay-per-view between the four of them. You want to no. do it on a dynamite or whatever, or even a rampage leading into the pay-per-view. Yeah. Give me that, but not on a PPV. Right. Uh, but, anyway, we got what we needed. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, next, we head backstage as Stokely Hathaway and Jade Cargill announced Red Velvet is injured. They revealed they are on the lookout for a new baddie and invite people to send in applications on social media, ask people to keep it PG with the photos. Statlander and Athena answer this by saying the baddies can get whoever they want because they have aligned themselves with Willow Nightingale. Yeah, I didn't care for much in this segment. Um, I don't... Uh... I don't like old Stokely. No. No, I liked uh, Smart Mark with uh, Jade before. Yeah. I, I think that dude's entertaining, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking of other things during this segment and was just like, it was okay. But, eh, next. Yeah. Exactly. 
which was uh, Marina Shafir with Nyla Rose versus Tony Storm. Nyla frequently got involved, but ultimately Tony Storm was able to get the win with a roll-up. After the match, Shafir and Rose tried to launch a two-on-one attack, but Thunder Rosa came out to even the odds. I am impressed more and more by Tony Storm over the last couple of weeks um, than I've ever seen of her before. Uh, her in-ring work to me has gotten up to another level than where we saw her before she came to AEW. That's yeah. just my opinion. Everybody can call me a hater on, on NXT or whatever, but um, yeah, I, I was like, I thought this was a great, match for her she looked good she did some good spots um like the finish hyping up this weekend so i i I enjoyed this uh this woman's bout yeah uh we go backstage to darby that uh that swanton that uh nyla gave tony that was awful like tony took 98 percent of the brunt of that well i thought yeah um I mean, I, I will compare Nyla, and a lot of people will hate me for this. She reminds me a lot of um, uh, Nia Jax. Can't really wrestle, but they keep her around because she's big and she's powerful. Yeah, yeah. Nyla Jax heard a lot of a lot of a lot of performers. Yeah, so uh, I kind of see that's kind of where Nyla's at right now, and. Honestly, if it wasn't for Vicky, I don't think we'd see Nyla as much as we do. Well, pairing her up with uh, the new gal maybe gives her a little bit of a fresh start, but let's hope she needs something. Uh, But now we head backstage to Darby Allen and Sting, and they reveal that they will be teaming with LIJ's Takanashi and Takagi this Sunday. Their alliance is called Dudes with Attitudes and homage to Sting's 1990 faction to combat Flair and the Four Horsemen. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, okay, now I get it. At first it kind of took me took me back a little bit, but then I remembered the throwback and, and yeah. it was like, okay, make makes sense a little bit, but it's a random faction name otherwise. Yeah, other than that, it's like, where did the four of them come up with that name? But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued for this match. Uh, okay. Like I said before, I think it'll be full of high spots. Even oh, even 62-year-old Sting, I'm sure he's going to do something stupid. Leaving us all sitting on the edge of our seat, grasping our chest, going, oh, my God, is he dead? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we now get a rundown for Rampage, followed by a rundown for Forbidden Door. And if you could keep up with Excalibur, I give you credit. This man was going, like, extremely fast. He didn't wow. take a breath. No. Through the entire thing. He just, this Friday on Rampage, you'll see this and this. Forbidden Door. I'm like, dude, slow down. I can't write that fast. <laughs> Good thing there's internet. You can go pull the match cards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Cobb versus uh, uh, Oh, come on. Help me out. Uh, I don't know because I didn't catch it. Uh, Cash Wheeler. So fast. 
Yeah, Cobb versus Cash Wheeler Friday night. I'm I'm interested in that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that is not coming up on my notes. <laughs> yeah, that that was actually afterwards. It was like ten minutes after the fact they they posted Jeff Cobb versus Cash Wheeler on Rampage. Oh, I uh, I was focused tonight, so I didn't catch a whole lot of uh, the corner stuff. And I was still trying to get over the fact of Jr. talking about nipples, so I, I missed a lot of what Excalibur said. Good so, for God, that man! You know, I, when you get so old, remember, old people don't have filters, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you can't, every, you can't get mad at them. Yeah, everybody's like, "Jr., are you okay?" And I'm just like, "This is perfect, dude." Uh. But up next is the main event. We see Lord William Regal join commentary as he always does when any member of the Blackpool Combat Club is in the ring, uh, unless it's Brian Danielson cutting a promo. <laughs> uh, and it is Chris Jericho and Lance Archer versus Tanahashi and Moxley. This match was good. It was. Three guys did really well. <laughs> okay, so who are you throwing under the bus? Archer. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I thought he was clumsy tonight. Well, Especially you got to remember, he hasn't been on Tom. TV. Well, I know. I know he hasn't, but I don't know. I get, no, no, no. It was very entertaining. They, they sold me on this weekend. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like two or three spots when he was working with Tanahashi towards the last two to three minutes – Look clumsy, and maybe I'm just being a jerk. I don't know. I was gonna I don't know. Trying to <laughs> yes, keep it PG, sisters in Christ, as Stokely said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. I, I think Tanahashi and Mox will will Terrible. live up the expectations. Um, like I said, Jericho. 50-plus years old, did okay. I just feel like a couple spots with with uh, Archer and Tanahashi, he was he was clumsy, slow. Um, but other than that, yeah. Uh, of course, Tanahashi and Moxley pick up the victory. And post-match, Tanahashi and Moxley face off ahead of their match for uh, the AEW interim title at Forbidden Door. Kingston comes out of nowhere, starts beating down Jericho. Wheeler Yuta comes to the ring and goes after Jericho. Kingston starts brawling with Guevara. Uh, Suzuki comes to the ring, followed by Umino. Referees come down to break up all the fighting. Santana and Ortiz come to the ring, take out Daddy Magic and Cool Hand. Jack Hager joins the action, all as Moxley and Tanahashi stare down one another in the ring. As the show goes off the air and popcorn was dumped and a popcorn bucket was on somebody's head and I, I, I couldn't keep up. One thing that stood out for me and you're going to laugh. Did you see the jersey that Eddie Kingston was wearing? Yes. He goes bail bonds, bad news bears. What yes. a great jersey. I, yes. that, that stood out. Um, and did you notice, and I almost texted you guys, but I don't want, want to throw any spoilers out there for Tanner because I know what it was at the <laughs> Over in the 
left rear corner of the ring. Did you see the the box head guy was there again? Remember a couple yeah. shows again? We we almost thought that was a back when MJF was involved. We almost thought like okay, MJF was hiding back there with the box on his head. That same guy was in the same spot tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. really. I'm really starting to believe it's Kip because uh, Sammy references Kip having the box on his head in the uh, vlog that he does. I just, I just, I think that was the second time I've noticed that guy being there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same spot, front row. And it, and it could be just be like uh, the baseball, the Marlin guy in baseball that likes to buy behind home plate every playoff game, but. Or uh, green t shirt guy at the pay per views. Yeah. <laughs> same t-shirt same hat same spot every time yep so uh all right uh overall rating for tonight's show uh seven two okay all right i'm right there with you i'll go uh seven three um just because i i enjoyed a few more things than i think you did but hey teach their own right that's right and uh wrestler of the night if you would have told me I was going to pick this guy going in, I would have said you're full of baloney. Orange Cassidy. Okay. All right. I thought, I, thought, I thought he performed awesome with Osprey. All right. All right. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to go black. Why not? Malachi Black. Getting that uh, fourth spot in the uh, All-Atlantic Championship match. I think he's got this. Uh, that's uh, what I got on my on my radar for the weekend. All right. Well, as we talk about for the weekend, you ready to dive into our predictions for Forbidden Door? Let, let's do it because I I feel that you and I are going to be miles apart. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, the way this is going to work is we pick a winner and we give it a confidence point. We've got a scale of one to nine this time because there are only nine matches. And uh, Tanner and I agree, or Shep and I agreed, excuse me there, uh, that uh, since we don't know who Sabre Jr. is facing, if we guess the person correctly, that's an additional five confidence points. Perfect. All right. So, uh, all right, let's start off. I kind of wrote these down as everybody had them wrote down, which was uh, starting with uh, Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I know I just talked him up, obviously, but Ospreay is my pick for nine. All right, you said miles apart, and then we start off this first match with the exact same winner and the exact same confidence points. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, I went Osprey for nine. All right. Uh, let's see here. Winner takes all tag match. FTR versus Rapungi Vice versus United Empire. I'll let you go first. I went with FTR, and I went six confidence points. I went with FTR, and I went with eight. Okay. All right, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting one because, um, man, if we end up with the same picks all across the board and we end up with the same points, I guess you've got to retain. And uh, I guess I go to the back of the line at that point. Uh, trios match, Lay Sex Gods and Suzuki versus Kingston, Yuta, and Yumino. 
I'll let you go first I, this time. I went with the Eddie Kingston crew for five. Okay. I went with the sex gods for five. Okay. <laughs> it's a 10 point swing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All Atlantic Championship match. We'll see Miro, Pack, Black, and Ishii. Who you got? I got Miro for six. Ooh, okay. This could be the one. I went black for two. <laughs> I, I just, I think it's Miro's, or I think it's uh, Black's time. They uh, kind of drop the ball with him with the Cody stuff, and I think this is how they make it up to him. I, I, If I had to pick anybody but Miro, I just feel like Miro coming off this injury and the promos they're giving, talking about his God and this and his that. Gold and his gorgeous yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for this, uh, for, for Ishii, because I, he doesn't stand a chance. No, he's going to get pummeled, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I I see Miro coming out that one. All right. Uh, our AEW Women's Championship match, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. I went Thunder Rosa for eight. Ooh, Tony Storm for seven. Wow. Okay. And I, I feel, um, obviously, you and I, uh, read the uh, dirt sheets. We've we've uh, read how unhappy Thunder has been about her title reign and and the uh, television time and all that stuff she's getting. Yeah, and, and I feel uh, they're pushing Tony heavy, 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 um, and maybe backstage politics plays effect. Say, hey, if you're going to complain about this. All right, we'll just take it off of you. Um, so I, I think I, I think I, Tony's the one to dethrone Thunder, but I don't think it'll be at Forbidden Door. I think it'll be the next time they face it, either Blood and Guts or All Out. All right, so you like a summer long feud? Yeah, yeah. Build it up. We haven't had much of a build, and that's been the problem with a lot of Thunder's feuds: is they start, and two weeks later they're in a match, and then it's over. I want to see something actually continue, and I think they can do that with Tony. You really, but if you look in the past year, the only really build was Brit and Thunder. Yeah, everything else was quick and fast. I know, I know, and I'm I'm hoping that's what we do with Tony, so that Tony gets the belt next. And by the way, the first I don't know matches you picked; those were like all my heavy points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That. yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. Uh, up next is the AEW interim title match, Moxley versus Tanahashi. I'm going to let you go with this one. Tanahashi for one. Oh, all right. I went Moxley for seven. And, and, and actually you and I talked about that earlier in the week. And I, I talked myself into Mox saying because they couldn't put the belt on Tanahashi. Uh, he doesn't spend a lot of time in the States. Uh, he doesn't speak, speak a lot of English, so his promos are going to be uh, hard to understand. But then I forget about it's an interim belt. 
and the ultimate match would have been Punk and Tanahashi. So I feel right. that if we can, if if Tony Khan thinks, hey, if I can get through a summer with Tanahashi and make him make a couple of appearance, we get Punk healthy, we go to All Out. What city is All Out in? Chicago. All in. Yeah. No, it's All Out, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, All Out. Sorry. <laughs> I was um, going to say, don't confuse me. I get confused with all the, the poker and gambling terms. Tony Khan yes. likes to gamble, by the way, I feel like. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sure he does. I mean, look, he doesn't need a sponsor, but he's got DraftKings sponsor and Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like he still wants that build to that match. So I went on a ledge. I talked myself into it about halfway through the show tonight, and I put Tanahashi down. All right. See, I had all but my uh, – all Atlantic in the last three matches picked before the show ever started. So I just kind of stuck with my guns. Uh, let's do this one. The the interesting one. Zack Sabre Jr. versus question mark. Okay. So let's start with our question mark first for the five for the five bonus points. Claudio. Yep. <laughs> him or Gresham yeah but he put so much emphasis on technical wrestling that I feel there's no other way you can go but Claudio yeah I I mean uh, I think Gresham and Sabre have worked in the past too Um, I think we've seen that for some reason I can't remember where I saw it but yeah, so, all right, you and I are in the hook for five bonus points there. And, and uh, I went with uh, Claudio for three, by the way. I went with Sabre for two. Okay. All right. And I'm thinking if, if if Claudio debuts, obviously they, I feel like they maybe have to put him over, but I tried to hedge my bet there. <laughs> all right, now let's, let's do this one. Jay White versus... Adam Cole versus Hangman Adam Page versus Okada. I, I went out on a ledge here and I went Jay White for four. Jay White for three. Okay. It, it's it, I feel it's too soon to take the belt off of him after he won it, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Ten days ago. Um, he cut a hell of a promo in his press conference that I love that New Japan does those press conferences. They're basically promos, but it looks like they're doing a press conference. And uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't see an AEW guy holding that belt right now. It doesn't fit. No. Um, and again, it's early into his title reign. I think it'll be a hell of a match. Um, but yeah, so I definitely got Jay White for three. All right. And uh, last on the card, but not least, the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club versus Dudes with Attitude. I went Dudes with Attitude for one. I went Bucks for four. Bucks and Bullet <laughs> Club. Um, I, I don't think... Uh, I don't... I don't think you can ruin... 
a one-time reunion for the Bucks and back of the Bullet Club. I feel like that's such history in our uh, in our sport that we choose to watch. Um, there's so much history there. I don't feel like you can ruin that one. So no, but you know, then again, it kind of comes into play because Jay White brought up, you know, it was supposed to be the Bullet Club versus the Undisputed Elite. Well, now you've got the elite joining back up with the Bullet Club and just kind of defeats the whole Bullet Club undisputed elite thing. Yeah, and, and the only reason I, I caught that too, but I don't, we're not going to get a lot of New Japan versus AEW, I don't think, for the rest of the year. No. You might get one or two blow offs for the rest of the year, but if they keep this as a regular thing, um, I don't think you will see any buildup to Forbidden Door being here in the month of June. You won't see buildup again until Wrestle Kingdom at the end of the year. Okay. I mean, I can right. if, if if this relationship stays, um, you know, New Japan runs a handful of shows in the states. You know, New Japan strong. Um, some guys, you know, they they show up there, but. As in actual pay-per-view matches, um, they're going to start. If they do this again in next June, they'll start building this pay-per-view during Wrestle Kingdom on their two-night show. Oh yeah, and they absolutely have to. Yeah. Now, here, here's no points, but I'm curious: Will we get any returns? You're talking Omega. Well. Yeah, you know, and I, I don't know. You watch New Japan more than I do. I don't know if there's anybody who's been out who could come back. I mean, nah, not not really. Um, you know, I, if he's healthy, I'd love to see Omega uh, get involved somewhere. But I don't know where you'd see him get involved. I think that that Jay White Okada Hangman Cole match is already busy. You don't need to add a fifth guy, even if he interferes. Um, unless he decides to interfere with Moxley and Tanahashi uh, and then start a feud again with Moxley. I can see that. Um, uh, a lot of people I noticed were saying there's room for Johnny Wrestling on this show, Gargano. And then a lot of people talking about Jonathan Gresham as well. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of talent out there. Uh, you know, they're in the Bullet Cub right now. They just won the Impact titles. Good Brothers are off this show. Yeah, that kind uh, of surprised me. Yeah, I can almost see the Good Brothers getting involved in that, that three-way. But I just really feel the way that they have pushed FTR, that they're, they want to they wanna hang as much gold on them right now as they can because they're hot. So I feel like that's the reason I picked FTR. And then I feel like coming out of that, we're going to get an FTR versus Bucks rivalry this summer. And at, and at some point, if those guys can hold four championships at once, <laughs> I mean, that's they, they, can. They, they can. Right now they're holding two. Um, and I think after the weekend they'll be holding three. But Yeah. And uh, at the end of the summer, they'll be holding four. And I'll be holding mine, not your bow tie. Right now, I don't know. 
here's the thing. I beat you by 20 last time. And the way we picked, it's either somebody's going to win or lose by 20 this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I think it's all going to come down to those bonus points. We've got to get those bonus points to pick up a victory. Either yeah. one of us. Yeah, I mean, we're both going to get the if, – if it, if it is that same guy, we're going to get the bonus points. But we picked the different people. So I know. It's another five-point swing. Yeah. Uh, it is so it, it'll be uh it'll be an interesting pay-per-view from start to finish i know that much um and of course uh, i'm sure tanner will be joining us at least on the twitter side of things to keep us updated with a running score of who's winning uh tanner's gonna see our picks and our points and he's gonna say what is wrong with both of you guys right <laughs> he's gonna go you're both idiots what are you doing yeah well yeah, and, and then yeah. it's going to come down to you're going to retain by, you know, um, default. <laughs> I mean, a tie goes to tie goes to the house. That it does. <laughs> that it does. I keep hoping for one of those when I'm champion, but I end up just slaughtering Tanner, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Poor Tanner. You know, yeah, one of these days he's going to think to show up to defend himself. Yeah, we we kind of pick on Tanner a lot. That's okay. It happens though. Yeah, I mean, you know, he I, didn't I, he didn't uh, he didn't show up this past weekend. Yeah, for the big event. He's he's too busy for us. And then uh, one of these days, uh, here about two weeks, so you need to ask him how the old Calcutta went in golf. Mm. Didn't didn't go good for Tan Man. Well, that's why he's not uh, this. This is not a triple threat because he can't seem to beat you at golf. Yeah. No, he he uh, he can't. Um, he got a little that, too cocky with that one close call. He's like, I can do it next week. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, then the Calcutta happened, and he didn't have any. He he couldn't touch a seventy four on the weekend. So not that I can ever do that again. I don't know what happened to me. Uh, but yeah, luck of the Tanner, draw. Um, I just didn't care and started drinking at nine o'clock in the morning. But- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think Tanner. I don't know if Tanner broke ninety that day, so I'm sure he'll chime in if he did. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get a text message tomorrow. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Quit making fun of me. Yeah, geez, you guys, really? Not even there to defend myself. Uh, well, you know, I, I think it's only fair after I got called the Brooklyn Brawler. So <laughs> that was funny. I enjoyed. It. He even he even made the nice post about you and the. He did, looking, yeah. Looking like the Brooklyn Baller. Yeah. Although your shirt didn't have any holes in it this weekend, it just was really no. wet. Yeah, yeah. It it suctioned to the body in ways that it shouldn't suction to the body. Although, hey, uh, you got to like the new peers at the Moose Lodge. They were very nice and sturdy for you. They were very nice and sturdy. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of peers, and I walked out on that one, and I went, "This isn't bad." Yeah, and, and then I I'm got sure. drug out there, and I was like, "Okay, we're good." <laughs> well, you had a little extra Lake Manitou sludge in your shoes, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, and behind the ears, and <laughs> in crevices that you shouldn't have any sludge. <laughs> so, but it was fun. It was fun. Oh, it was. It was a great time had by all. Yeah. Now you just got to come out to the CCAC and see us inside. Although we, we couldn't ask for any better weather last Saturday. No, it was perfect. 
I saw yeah. this weekend's forecast and I went, man, I'm glad we did this last weekend. Yeah. Oh. You guys are inside this weekend, so you're safe. Uh, yeah, there's no air conditioning in the building. Oh, there is no air conditioning. No, there's fans. No. Okay, maybe you're not safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'll probably still be wet, just not like Manitoba water. Well, you know, there's Winona over there. You can jump in Winona Lake if you have to. Yeah, yeah, it's a little far away, but I'll, I'll I can I can make it over there. I don't think I'm going to be drug over there though, so that'll be a good thing. <laughs> Maybe somebody will tie you up, throw you in the back of a trunk, and then back you down the public access site. Oh, that's a scary thought. That's something we would have seen in the Attitude Era. Yes, yes. That's something we would have seen if Brown would have been present because, you know, the whole roster would have had to go after him. Weddings (laughs) getting away. He had to go to a wedding. Yeah. Weddings, uh, unplanned trips to other towns, you know. I see a yeah. theme going here. It happens. <laughs> but well, all right. He brought the bleachers. Yes. Yes. Brown. Yes. Thank you, Brown, for the bleachers. Those were nice. Uh, although I, I still am amazed the fact that everybody got up out of their chair to watch me get thrown into the water. You, everybody followed. Yeah. Uh, they turned on me quick. <laughs> I mean, nobody was booing me, and then I told somebody to shut up, and after that, it was just like I sucked. Well, you did make fun of the moose. Well, I made fun of this moose. Yeah, well, we are the moose, so kind of goes hand in hand. Not the Manitou Moose Lodge. I didn't make fun of them. <laughs> I like them. They're All nice. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, final thoughts for tonight, Shep, uh, about Dynamite and Forbidden Door. Uh, Dynamite, solid show. Um, we seem to get those on a weekly basis, so pretty lucky there. Um, I actually, I, I, I maybe am a 50, 60% guy on, on Rampage on Friday, but uh, going into a, a pay-per-view, uh, definitely going to watch it. I know there's going to be some spoilers out there after tonight because it doesn't look like it's going to be live Friday. And then they got a uh, Forbidden Door after show rampage on Friday. Um, but I, I like the way they do their their uh, go-home shows going into a big weekend. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to this weekend. Um, we haven't seen a, a big – cross promotional show since new Japan and ROH did the Madison square garden. And is that 18? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Um, and, and no knock on ROH, but ROH was not as big as new Japan going into that, into that show. No. Now you literally have the number two and number three promotions in the world teaming up together. To become so, the number one promotion in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, obviously, size-wise, you got WWE, then I'm going AEW, New Japan, and then Impact, maybe four. Um, but you got these two guys that are going to do it and maybe put on a show and I don't I want to say dethrone because, again – you're talking about a, a show that's on USA and, and Fox. So, yeah. again, 
excited. Um, gonna be fun. And I, I don't know. I almost feel a little bit that a lot of new Japan talent will go over because we're on the States. Like, if you're Tony Khan, you got to make it attractive for New Japan to come over. You're not going to bring New Japan over to the United States and just bury them. No. Um, obviously, they're in it for the financial gain, too. But so almost feel like a little bit you're going to have that. And then, hey, maybe we get a forbidden door in Japan next year. I don't know. Kind of like that. That'd be cool. Let's, let's alternate it. You know? Yeah. Forbidden it, door it, in the Tokyo Dome? Ooh. <laughs> a Oregon Hall. That's a small place, but anyway, yeah, Tokyo Dome. I mean, yeah, they packed that place. So, and then next, next Forbidden Door, obviously Omega is going to be involved, making it a little bit more special too. Yeah, absolutely. Omega, technically, I would say as a headliner, has sold out the Tokyo Dome. So, oh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um. Uh, my final thought is uh, get comfortable with that belt coming back to me because uh, it's not going to be hanging up there come Monday. Good thing I'm sitting on a high top bar still because I'm too short to reach it once. So it's up there for good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it'll come home. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll go over my shoulder where it belongs. By the way, did I not just completely snow Tanner? By a couple weeks ago, saying I'm on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Saturday's text to him, uh, the laptop on the chair. I think that helped too. He <laughs> literally thought, or Sunday, he literally thought you were gone, and it was great. Hey, chef, I'm gonna need your uh, predictions. Uh, I was gonna do the show. <laughs> I'm sitting off at work. I'm not on vacation, but. That's all right. He's obviously, stuck in his office. He doesn't come out, so he doesn't know what's going on in the world. He obviously bit on my promo, so I win. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, Shep, thanks for joining us again uh, this week. You're uh, on here almost as much as Tanner now. <laughs> <laughs> Busy. He's got, he's got new things in his life. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. And if it happens to be Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five star rating. Follow uh, Shep at the Shep27 on Twitter. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And don't forget, if you do happen to swing by the KOP uh, social media pages, there are two, two, Shep, two different merch stores that you can buy KOP merchandise at. Let's see. Uh, buy the merch. Buy the merch, yes. We're merch, merch freaks here. So, yeah. Uh, buy merch. Support a great uh, podcast. Look great doing so. And uh, for Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out another podcast. I don't know if uh, Shep will be here or if Tanner will be here or if I'll be here or if we'll all be here. Who knows? So you'll have to join, join us next week to find out. We'll see you next week. Peace.